0: Jarvis, drop my needle.
1: There was an idea. On a day. Where superheroes rose. And podcasters united. And on the day.
2: With Saint Laurent, gotta kiss myself. I'm so pretty. I'm too hot. Uh, Call the police and the fireman. I'm too hot. Make a dragon wanna retire man. I'm too hot. Say my name, you know who I am. I'm too hot. And my band bought that much. Break it down, girls. Hit you hallelujah. Girls, hit you hallelujah. Girls, hit ya, hallelujah.
1: Earth's mightiest podcast. Wait
2: a minute, yeah. my cup, put some nigga in it. Take a sip, sign the check. Holy out, get the stretch. Wrap right up Harlem, Hollywood, Jackson, Mississippi. If we show up, we gon' show up. Smoother than a fresh jar, skipping. hallelujah Ooh. girl said you hallelujah Ooh. girl said you hallelujah Ooh. cause I tell punk don't give it to you Ooh.
1: Now, join your hosts David Senden and Mark Herleman. It's time it for another episode of Marvel Cast, Earth's mightiest podcast.
3: Now whatever you do, don't push this button. Because that will set off the bomb immediately and we'll all be dead. Now, repeat back what I just said. I'm good. Uh-huh. I'm good. That's right. I'm good. No! Now that's the button that will kill
4: everyone! All right, and Welcome to this uh, latest episode of Marvel Cast, Earth's Mightiest Podcast. And you know, yes, we had our our episodes of a fill-in with uh, you know Kyle Wagner. Kyle, we thank you so much for that. But you know what? I'm just gonna say, in the in the cringiest, most welcome way possible, somehow the Herleman has returned. I am your host, Davidson, and your master of ceremonies in the six one six, or the nine 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 nine, whatever you want to call it. I'm just going to call it six one six because your joke was a little long, Feige. And with me, yes. Somehow he's returned, your friend and mine. The comic reading, gauntlet wearing, Spidey swinging, symbiote wearing. You know him, you love him, Mark Herleman.
3: Mark, <laughs> how are
4: you doing, bud?
3: Doing good, Dave. Oh, I miss those intros. <laughs> uh,
4: I told you we'd make it special for you. Oh,
3: love it, love it. Yeah, no, man, I'm excited to be back. I'm looking forward to uh, talking. Man, yeah, sounds like you and Kyle had a good uh, last episode talking Loki. Man, that's a freaking fun wrap-up to a we show. We did, we did. We even
4: uh, contemplated that we may have to do, and again, the, these guys are great over there, True Believers Podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it on the Fandom Podcast Network. But we may have to do a collaboration with us and them uh, come Deadpool 3, but we'll figure oh,
3: something nice. out. Nice. Sounds fun.
4: But no, welcome back, brother. How you been?
3: Doing good. Doing good. You know, hanging in there. Scout troops holding on. Finally grew. Uh, a second patrol is formed the Imperial Kermit Patrol. We got some uh, young kids that are into Kermit the Frog.
4: Wait, wait. <laughs> did you say Imperial Kermit Patrol?
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: That deserves a flail. Yay!
3: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh-uh. Mm.
4: Uh, These kids get more and more creative. I'll guarantee it. (laughs) All right, folks. So uh, some housekeeping issues. What we're going to be doing on this show tonight is we're going to be uh, catching up on a few things and discussing some major issues that have been stirring around in Marvel. Is it a big cane or is it just a theory? Ah, ah, you... I did there we'll get to that we'll get to that I know the puns are very strong on this episode and then in a special segment called Silent Devils where we're doing something a little different with um, this one since unlike our normal MO where we do um, you know spin-offs covering uh, each episode week by week and we're catching up on a few things let's be honest we're just going to talk uh, Echo, all five episodes of Echo. So if you've seen it, great. If you haven't, well, first of all, what are you doing here? But if you haven't, pause this show, watch the five episodes, and then come back. We're here, I'm here, I've always been here. And guess what? Brother Mark is here too. He's right on the other side of this Skype call. So we'll be here for you nonetheless. <laughs> Yeah, I know you like that. That,
3: that was, was good. good. That was good.
4: Little Deadpool meta for you. Uh. <laughs> oh, I missed, I missed you, bro. I, really. Um. <laughs> and then a little programming note, if you will, okay, for uh, shows as we continue, we are going to take a trip back, back in time. No, not Back to the Future. Calm down. That's something different. But we are going to take a trip back through the multiverse. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Discussing the early X-Men films: X-Men, X-2, X-Men United. Really just called X-2 because somehow they thought we were kind of stupid, you know, titling it just X-2. And it's like, we got to put X-Men in there twice. I'm like, really? (laughs) That makes sense. So we'll be talking those two, and we'll be talking X-Men The Last Stand. Uh, (sighs) Begrudgingly, I'm sure. We'll be talking X-Men Origins Wolverine. Ouch. Yeah, I know. I'll apologize in advance. And we'll be talking uh, First Class. We're going to be talking all of it. You know, all the way leading up to, uh, Deadpool, which is coming out in July, July 26th of our Lord and Savior Deadpool 2024. I know. Seems like 84 years. What took you, Mouse? (laughs) What took you? God damn it, answer me. What took you? (laughs) But, so, all right. So, buddy. Let's let's talk about Jonathan Majors, first and foremost. I'm sure you're familiar with the situation. We're not going to go over it in general, mm-hmm. uh, what happened, because let's be honest, anybody with news channels and a bloody pulse knows already. So I think what we're going to do is just talk about, uh, and go back and forth on it, our sort of... Uh, you know, feelings on Kane in general, and what we thought was great momentum, and where what we thought went wrong about it, and, um, just the overall, what do they pivot to? Right. I still think I still think the obvious thing is they pivot into Doom.
3: Yeah, I mean it, it's. It's kind of like, in a sense, like the Carrie Fisher question, you know, I mean, when when you have something happen to your actor that fundamentally changes what you can do with them, therefore their character, uh, I mean, you know, Black Panther's another one, you know, when you look what happened to uh, Chadwick. Yeah,
4: no, slight difference, though. Uh, Right. Like, Like, slight difference. From their
3: point of view, they've got to come up with something story-wise to shift. Right, no, I get that. I got the only how, slight how difference recover?
4: being these two died and Jonathan Majors, well, like a certain Ezra Miller, you know, screwed up. Yeah. And ended and up and just a shitty human being.
3: Now, Disney did sever contracts, correct?
4: Yeah, That once the verdict came down, they immediately fired him, like, within three hours. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I mean, yeah, now it comes down to the question is, do they just completely, you know, step away from Kang altogether, Mm -hmm. recast Kang? Um, I mean, and that's just it. It's like, I I feel like recasting is the easiest answer, and now, you know, we've seen them do it with Rhodey, so, you know, (laughs) I think, think we're okay. I mean, even Hulk, Banner wasn't the same Banner that we started with, so... Well,
4: you do realize, uh, you bring up Brody, and I gotta say, if this were still the days of Ike Perlmutter, mm-hmm. there'd be a little, uh, there'd be a little racist attitude in Ike's approach to recasting John the Majors,
0: mm.
4: right? Because when you went from, when we went from Terrence Stamp to Don Cheadle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but Ike's excuse was, oh, that's a black guy. Just get another one.
3: Yeah, that's
4: So it was was a little bit of a difference there. Right. Um, I don't know if you've heard. uh, I heard an interesting front runner that might be uh, considered as Mm -hmm. a replacement for Kane. Coleman Domingo.
3: Coleman Domingo.
4: Yeah, he was on Fear of the Walking Dead.
3: Oh. Is that Ezekiel?
4: Uh, I believe so. I I think you're the only one watching that. I'm not.
3: Oh no, no, Fear of the Walking Dead. He he was uh, uh Sharp? No, what the heck was his name? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Mm -hmm.
4: I figured you would. I gave up on Walking Dead once, you know, they got to Negan and he worked out his issues on Port (laughs) Glenn.
3: Yeah, Strand. He plays Victor Strand.
4: Ah. Well, but no, he... Coleman Domingo is just a really, really good actor. And I feel like if you're going to uh, recast Kane... Mm-hmm. you've got to have an actor with the kind of presence that would make Kang a bigger deal. And by that, I mean, you've got to do it fast. Like, you know, Vader coming out of the smoke on the tent of E4 fast,
3: mm-hmm. right? Well, and isn't their take on Kang already, like, vastly different from the comics? Because I recall Kang having multiple backstories and the way around the various backstories was the time travel and the multiverse and the parallel universe angle Mm um because wasn't it reed richard's father that was supposed to also be kang in one story version or his grandfather or something you mean the iron lad angle well and, and then there was yeah and then the iron lad angle came into play later with another which we thought was another one and then we're right. like, oh, no, it turns out it's that same Kang.
2: <laughs>
4: right. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I, I believe so. It's been a while since I, you know, dived into some of the comics. But I know for me, I really like Kane, And I'm going to say, you know, something that <laughs> fans aren't going to like. But Fine. You know, we're used to that. You know, Marvel fans now are kind of like feeling their... uh, They're having their... Bill Belichick having left the Patriots. After 25 years, they're feeling a little deflated. Mm -hmm. Right? That joke's never getting old, I swear. That joke's never getting old. Uh, And Mark, you and I both know it just makes... Star Wars fans look at Marvel fans and go, first time,
3: huh?"
4: <laughs> right? You know, because it's all it hat to us. <laughs> for yeah, for many many reasons that were bearded and plaid, but that's a whole other conversation. Right?
3: You know, I I wonder like if you could do something like the Doctor Who, you know, where you yeah, have like morph, like to take like a digital you know, majors and then morph him into the new actor that you replace him with or something.
4: Yeah. I would, I would be, I see where you're saying and where you're going with that. Right. I'd be the first to say no. You know why? Mm. Because I'm not exactly for doing that. You know, that's kind of why I'm a little sour on, even though it's great to see him in a prime, I'm a little sour on the uh, mand of season two and then and you have Digital Luke making everyone realize why they sucked at Dark Forces too <laughs> right right Which let's be honest. one, that's exactly what that was. and two, yes, a lot of us did suck at Dark Forces 2 in the 90s a minute right. I know it wasn't just me. So it's
3: one of those things where you know you just. But I see what
4: you're saying and going with that.
3: You have so many options, but at the same time, you you know I got to remind myself that it's not really any one version of Kang that you know from the comics. They're all different takes on it. So, like, I mean, they could do a couple different things, but I, I just wonder if shifting and dropping completely from the Kang character and then like not dealing with it is something that people are going to wonder what happened because like you could in theory say that the end of Loki season two dealt with the Kang problem. Well, and yeah, that, as Kyle and
4: I, as Kyle and I discussed, I'm sure you heard which was Loki season two gave a perfect out if what you wanted to do was pivot away from game. Right.
3: Right? Yeah, because you could just be like, okay, well, they're all taken care of. Loki's making sure that it... They're picked. all
4: taken care of anyway.
3: Mm-hmm. Because besides... a lot of people are going to wonder about that last little scene where they're all in that stadium freaking out. And they're like, well, what happens to all those, all those versions of it, man? <laughs> uh,
4: okay, it's funny you say that. All right? Because I... I've had a post credit scene image in my head for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And I dared them to do this. Number one, I think it's exactly what they should pivot into, right? As we, you know, discussed before the show started. Mm-hmm. And number two is... Ah, it would... Much like Vader coming down the smoke and onto that bridge on the 10 to V4. No, not the sundered heart. Stop it. 10 to V4. All right? We all knew that's 10 to V4. We're sticking with that. I'm looking at you, Slave 1. <laughs> uh, you know I had to get that in there. I got you back. You ain't no
1: fire
3: Spray class ship. or what know. Yeah, you are.
4: I, I had to get that in there. Um but it would be a way to very much get this character right on board like that, right? Like a Thanos of snap like that, okay? Is you have the scene and you can take it right from the the end the end scene of um Ant Man the Lost Quantumania. You can just cut out a certain portion of it. Mm-hmm. But you have once, like the UN bombing in uh, Civil War, right? Remember that? You just flat out bomb the uh, Council of Canes. But wait, can get, gets better, gets better. Once you have all the the smoke kind of clearing out, and all the you know body parts of various cane variants. You 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 hear you don't see you you just hear these metal uh, you know uh, uh, boots steps steps Shoo. yes steps thank Shoo. you um, and the camera pans up the music begins to swell and you see this outline and it's a, it looks like a dark green cloak right the hood is up it's mm-hmm. coming more forward to you. And he looks around to the left, to the right, looks right center camera, removes his cloak, takes his hood down, and it's Victor Von Doom.
3: It'd be really cool, too, if they played up the Loki angle. Like, like you'd think it's Loki all the way up until that hood drops.
4: Right, right. But what oh, do that you would th- work. What do you think of that? That's exactly... What I think they should do, number one. And two, like the the Vader first impression, that's exactly how you establish Doom.
3: Right. And it, 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 it sets him up as a real tough guy.
1: It answers
3: mm-hmm. what's going on with all the kings. Yeah. Um and, and, I mean, in, you know, in, in a sense, it reminds me of the back and forth in the comics between Norman Osborn and uh, Otto Octavius. Yeah. You know, like the two of them are both, they both hate Parker, but they also hate each other. <laughs>
4: <laughs> true, true. Yeah. It would also be very akin to, um, uh, weren't there issues in the comics where Doom took out Molecule Man?
3: Yeah, that was part of how he became uh, God Emperor Doom.
4: Yeah. See, I kind of think that's where they were going with Kane. They were going mm-hmm. to treat Kane like a Molecule Man anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then here come. But I I kind of saw, had everything not gone awry, that probably would have been, you know, five or six movies then. hmm uh, not two movies then, or whatever <laughs> right. it was. But I kind of feel like that was the plan anyway, where you were going to have Kane be built up as this major threat, right? And then Doom just comes along and, you know, takes him out, right? Much like right. Doom took out Molecule Man in the comics. And then what you have is you know, God, God Doom.
1: Right, yeah. Which is
4: a la, and... a la Perfect going into Secret Wars.
3: Yeah, and there's so many angles there that would just be awesome to see come to life.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they gotta they got figure out something, though. Right?
3: Right, I think so.
4: Yeah. Uh, now, how do you generally... First of all, take us through most of what your general thoughts were with Kang. Like, how did you feel going from, you know, Thanos to this guy? Or what they tried to do with this guy? Um, Like, oh, I know. For example, before you get to that, I... I love Kane, probably more so than Thanos. You know, Thanos was kind of a, <laughs> yeah, whatever. But, you know, but, and we'll talk about this uh, movie in more detail in a later show, but Ant Man The Lost Quantumania, you know, okay, the impression I was talking about where if you want to pivot into Doctor Doom, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's one thing that could have fixed Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. And yes, before everybody on the other side of their iPod starts screaming, hear me out. Okay. Now, the whole movie, Mark, was a, a uh, parable for Scott losing time with his daughter, right?
3: Right, right.
4: Losing time with Cassie. So, you mean to tell me with Kang you don't take advantage of that? You've got Kang, the time conqueror, you mm. know, and what would be the biggest threat to him? A uh, threat to Scott? Torturing Cassie by, you know, basically levitating her and then moving his hand and aging her up and aging her right. back down. Right? And aging her up again. <laughs> But no, all you that would have been a great use of Cain. A great use of Cain. And really establish him as a major threat. But no, all you do, right, with Cain and your weirdo looking CGI baby that, you know, you're calling Modoc, whatever.
1: But the Conqueror found me. Rebuilt me. Made me
2: the ultimate weapon. A mechanized organism designed only for killing. A MODOK. Oh, a moat. Oh, I get it. It's an acronym.
3: It's an acronym. Mechanized organism designed only for killing. Actually, that's MODOK.
4: Is you treat Kang like some kind of, you know, generic Walmart discount Mortal Kombat villain pushing him up? (laughs) Pushing Scott to the wall with TK powers.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> You're an interesting man, Scotland. Um, I don't know who you are,
2: but... you've made a big mistake. Okay? (laughs) I'm an Avenger. I've called the other Avengers.
0: You're an Avenger? Have I killed you before? (laughs) What? They all blur together after a while. You're not the one with the hammer. That's Thor. We get confused a lot, similar body types. Who are you? Just a man who's lost a lot of time, like you. But we can help each other with that. Odok tells me you're a good thief. Yeah, he stole something from me. Do not speak when I am in the room. Gotta say, Janet was a lot more help. You know Janet too? Does everyone down here know Janet? She didn't tell you about me. I guess that's not a surprise. Janet stole something from me. My ticket out of here. And you're the only one who can steal it back. And why would I do that? Because you want to get out of here. And I need to get out of here. Because I know how it ends. So, do we have a deal? No, I don't think we do. Let me make this easy for you. You will bring me what I need, or I will kill your daughter in front of you, then make you relive that moment over and over again in time, endlessly, until you beg me to kill you. Do we understand? Don't do this. I am a man who likes to be understood.
2: Oh, look, we can talk about this. Don't do it!
0: You really should do it.
2: Please. Uh, Dad, my daughter, please.
0: Do you want her to live or do you want her to die? Please. You think I'm lying? Uh, do I look like a liar to you?
2: Uh, Stop! Dad! I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Just let her go, let her go, let her go!
0: of your league Ant-Man
4: I'm like that was insane I'm okay that was look I have I I have made no I have made no I have missed you terribly brother but let me tell you the <laughs> minute they did that with Kane I'm like you know what, brother? Take all the time you want. This is what the hell is this?
3: <laughs> well, you know, like you, out, can I, I the, time, to, you know, I, the time? You know,
4: the time now. I just had to get that out because I'm. Just, I've been sitting on that for it okay. seems like eighty four years, but thank God it didn't come out that long ago. Uh,
3: right. Well, uh, it's ironic though that that. You know Victor finds a different way to do time travel than everyone else, right yeah, um, Scott and them they're they're going down and and shrinking uh then you know we got the infinity stone aspect of of we got to return to infinity Stone so they're doing all this stuff that they're doing, mm-hmm. but when you think about what when they've created devices for the t v a right and yeah. they're able to just kind of blink in and out of. Not just time, but also it seems dimensions, because when there's divergence, you're seeing a divergent dimension. So it's definitely an interesting form of time travel that Victor has created through the TVA. Mm-hmm. I would almost think it'd be kind of cool to see somehow an agent of the TVA run into Victor Von Doom, and Doom gets a hold of their device and finds. All of that, you know, and and finds, you know, it that door, you know, by by finding the device itself, like what he would do with it is definitely a lot different than anyone else.
4: See, even that would have been better. You and I could have written Quantumania. What the hell were they doing with a guy <laughs> from with a guy from Rick and Morty? I'm like know. Jesus. You know, Feige, Feige, Feige. Look, I have a love-hate relationship with you, but I will say, you gotta get off the Rick and Morty drug, asshole. Right? I'm like, oh. Jesus. And, <laughs> I, 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 I believe, then they? I believe, yeah, they fired Jeff Loveless. He's gone. And yet somehow... They have Michael Waldron working on Secret Wars Parts 1 and 2. Oh, dear God. Uh, look, I'm worried about that for three reasons, okay?
2: Mm-hmm. Number
4: one, you and I know Secret Wars is a bit of a shit show. Well,
2: oh, it's yeah. yeah as it's, far
4: as a comic run goes, okay?
3: Yeah, it, it's like... <laughs> I don't know how you make a fun story. I mean, Spider-Verse has done a good job, but that's not really what Secret Wars and all those are really about.
4: Right, right, right. So you and I know Secret Wars is a shit show. Apparently they don't, but they'll figure it out the hard way, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Second reason is I hate the part one and part two trend. Mm -hmm. That's just Mm -hmm. something in Hollywood that needs to die.
2: A yeah. slow,
4: painful death.
3: Oh, I right. yeah, 100% agree. You commit to movies.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like you're on, your audience is not stupid. They're, I mean, right? granted, they don't come up for air when they love Feige too damn much, but they're not <laughs> stupid, okay? Um, I always used to joke, right, uh, that, you know, Feige, they've – They've got everyone by the by the Tesseract, and they're squeezing. And by the way, the fact that the Tesseract are blue—read into that what you will. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, there's a very clean yet obvious metaphor that we all get. <laughs> so, you know, that's why that's why I'm like. Even when Marvel stumbles, I'm like, you really think people care at this point? You're going to go see it anyway.
3: Right. <laughs> you know?
4: Ah, uh, Gee, it's much like another fandom that will see whatever they put out and then whine about it for two and a half years. Gee, Mark, I can't think of what that fandom might be. Can you?
3: Mm, no, no.
4: No 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 clue. No clue. We have no idea. We're just pulling that answer out of our ass.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Telling you. Chaos.
4: Yeah, it's it's more than a theory. Ian Malcolm lied. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, see I went one eighty on that.
3: Uh, Yeah.
4: So uh, before we move on to uh, our uh, our next segment of the show, uh, "Silent Devils," discussing all five episodes of Echo streaming exclusively on Disney Plus, uh, Mark, you got any other uh, thoughts on this topic?
3: No, I'm good to go with uh, Echo. I'm ready to jump in.
4: All right. So let's discuss uh, Echo. We will be back right after this.
0: See everything that you are.
2: Whoa. I always have.
1: i <gasps>
4: Let us begin. Um, first thing I'll say is this is a really weird strategy for Disney Plus. Dropping everything at once. Uh, this is almost like a a Netflix strategy.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I would say changing their tune, but uh, this is this is Disney. They change more often than George changed the Star Wars films. <laughs>
3: I, I think it was a good call in this case though um you know you're introducing a new character to people not a lot of people are familiar with echo no, um, no. and, and I, I think that you know they've made it bite-size enough but I also I question how small some of the episodes were like you know the finale episode was like 39 minutes like I felt that was way too short yeah um,
4: it was. It was. It was. But
3: at the same time if I if I look at the whole season as a whole I'm like I you know it worked it it, it I don't feel like it would have worked as a movie um but as an event on Disney Plus it was interesting it added to the depth of what's going on with the uh Netflix Marvel shows and those characters as they are moving Forward in their version of the six one six characters, so like I'm I'm every time we get Kingpin or Daredevil showing up, I'm like, oh what the oh what, you know <laughs> I like right. the uh, Leonardo right.
4: DiCaprio. There. <laughs> All right. Let me let me just stop you right there and add something. Uh, you know, before everyone starts thinking uh, their their victory with the Netflix shows, it's not a victory, okay. Basically. You know, and Mark, I'm I don't know how familiar you are with this. Uh Brad Winterbaum was asked who I believe Brad Winterbaum is in that that Victoria Alonso sort of role that she was before she messed up completely. Um I could be wrong, maybe in another role, who knows? But Brad Winterbaum uh commented a while ago that Uh, Well, let's just play the clip, and then we'll talk about it. All right, so Mark, basically what that was is he he basically said in no uncertain terms that the uh, Netflix shows were considered canon in the sacred timeline. But, but, I will say this. If you go back and listen to what he was saying, that's not an answer. Right? You know, answering a question with another question. How was that an answer? That's not an answer.
3: I, I liked how uh, Vincent, uh, the guy that plays Kingpin, had had mentioned when he played the role for uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, he was wearing a certain costume from a different comic than the costumes that they used uh, for the the Netflix shows. Right, and so in his mind, it was, as he put it, you know, an adjacent character. It wasn't the same character, but it was, you know, basically the alternate universe. Thing, are, you which tell, I was...
4: are you telling me Vinny D was pulling the Jake Skywalker and be- you know, following Mark Hamill?
2: <laughs> right.
4: Okay, well, the I internet. Always, that's
3: the only time I'm was, saying uh, that. I always thought that was interesting, but see, I still haven't watched all the Netflix shows. Um, I've been watching uh, Punisher, but I haven't watched Daredevil yet. Um, oh, so I'm worry. still behind.
4: I, I think we'll, I think we'll end up um, going over that and then lead into uh, Born Again.
3: Yeah, I just haven't, I haven't caught up on all those, and so like as those characters that were prominent in that show make. Their appearance in these other shows, I'm like, okay, how's this gonna work out? Because like, I thought that was interesting how Daredevil factors so heavily into Maya's story, um, you know, and and her father's death and everything, and and the way that that plays out. Like, I, right? I mean, there were so many things that because I I watched the Which? one series before we got into this one, so I, I, you know, you think about the different backstories that we got from. Right. Uh, Hawkeye and you know my my wife didn't get any of that because we watched it together and she just like jumped right in to what was going on and so like like that backstory of how Daredevil was there was small it was very short Mark like
4: I said off mic I think your wife is just fine with with it because they wasted about 10% 10% of their 5 episodes recapping the necessary parts of Hawkeye not right. the Lucky the Pizza Dog or Rogers the Musical. Uh, right. Fluff pieces right. of Hawkeye. Just the essential uh, bits.
3: Yeah. No, and I agree. And I, I think that that's probably the biggest detriment to the series was the lack of time overall. Like, I feel like you could have fleshed this season out one, maybe even two or three more episodes. Uh-huh. and it, I mean, especially when you think of when the echo – part of echo came in like that came it felt like it came out of nowhere like i was like man you could have led let up to that a little bit more like right. i saw no. the play out on the first couple episodes when we'd see a different ancestor you know but...
4: how, you know how i felt about it i felt about it the same way and this is kind of sad because i i really want to see marvel do better with this i know they can do better with this but i almost felt about it the same way as i did the hero moment when Parker gives the gauntlet to um, Carol. Remember that?
0: Right,
4: right? It almost felt the same way, like, wait, what? <laughs> you have all this other stuff going on, and
1: what?
3: So. Well, and when when it started and we got the backstory for the uh, the Choctaw and and their legend which i thought i thought that was one of the coolest parts
0: was, of this yeah.
3: whole series was was the native aspect and how they worked with the tribes like i i didn't realize that that was actually a full on you know historical take on on what they thought their people came from and i thought that was brilliant the way marvel worked that into their story the way mm-hmm. they
2: did
4: you know um, you know by the way you know it's a grown-up show on disney plus not with the violence but with the fact that you see boobies,
3: <laughs> well, it, it, I just when that first happened, I mean, I'm like, granted, "How are we going to tie this all together?"
4: Granite, granite, concealed boobies, but still <laughs> boobies. Silhouette. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, by right? the time
3: we get to the end, though, I like. Do you did you feel like all the different characters that we got at the beginning of a couple different episodes? Do you feel like they worked as characters. I mean, that's the type of backstory I felt like like three more episodes could have delved into more of what each one of them represented. Mom flat out hits it on the nose when she's talking to her right. daughter, the, the mom's ghost. Yeah. Um but I, yeah, that it's just so out of left field,
4: man. I honestly thought one more episode could have flushed out a character and you know who you know what character that was? Hmm. Bonnie.
3: Yes, Bonnie yeah, Bonnie got shafted. I, thought I mean bon- all the way I was like, got no, the raw
4: end of the stick. Mm-hmm. That well, number. And, wondering... and
3: Henry was interesting too though because it was like your brother gets kicked out and exiled and you get invited into the family.
4: Right, like, right exactly, yeah. <laughs> um but okay, so I so I would have wanted to see more Bonnie, right? Mm-hmm. I also would have wanted to see, there's one other one. And it ain't Daredevil, all right? It ain't the 20 seconds of Daredevil, which by the way, that fight, and we'll talk about that in in a little bit, but I was almost getting not not good vibes from it. You know what vibes I was getting? Hmm. Okay, this is gonna sound completely out of that field. But I was getting the vibe. It was a well choreographed fight, right? Right. But I was getting vibes of um, the the movie within a movie fight at the end of Bowfinger.
3: Okay, I can see it.
4: Okay, that I'm sorry. That's not good for a Marvel product, <laughs> right? It all. I mean, because tonally it almost sits in the comparison of a Netflix light meets CW. Mm -hmm. Right. And that trailer went hard. I mean, if you remember that trailer, that trailer went hard and I got to say, is it a bad show? No, I watched it again. It was quite enjoyable. I love the, the fact that, you know, she's, Indigenous, deaf, and an
3: amputee, mm-hmm.
4: right? The, and he uh, had her
3: cousin play young version of her, so they look so alike.
4: I know, right? I love that. <laughs> love all the representation Marvel's doing. I mm-hmm. think it's exactly what they need to do. And I was looking up the director, and the director is uh, Indigenous uh, themselves, I think I was now saying trans indigenous, right? Mm. Um and I was I've said going all the way back to uh Black Panther, now I'll use this as a comparison here, all right? Mm. Is that if you look at say, you know, Avatar, where it's a very sort of, you know, white savior energy kind of story, right? Mm. Except the indigenous folks just happen to be blue and look like Smurfs, right? Who
3: stretched you know, stretched out Smurfs because your TV's a little tweaked.
4: Yeah, stretched out Smurf who have who who have um, sex with trees by playing their <laughs> head tails into It's it's very weird. Uh, it's almost like James, what are you trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. Um, you you creepy middle-aged man, you. But going back to my serious point. Okay, I, I watched Avatar. Not really a big fan of it, but whatever. I miss, you know, te- the days of Terminator 2, Cameron, anyway. Or what Sony likes to call Madam Web. But we'll get to that in another, another show.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: But, uh, and then Black Panther comes along, right? Purely a a beautiful story, you know? The first and the second. I'm sorry, the second was great. I don't
2: mm-hmm.
4: I don't really care what anybody else thinks about that. That was just beautifully done under I think you would agree the worst circumstances the movie could be made under. Right. Right. Um and it was master masterfully done that way. But you know, I'm watching these two and I'm thinking, you know, I want to see, and this is very relatable to echo, but I want to see indigenous stories told by people of indigenous descent or, you know, proper ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to, say, something like Avatar, I'm like, James, this isn't an, a story of indigenous people that happen to be blue, but guess what, buddy? You're a little too white to be telling a story like this for my liking. <laughs>
0: Does
4: that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just more for you know stories about indigenous people told by indigenous people.
3: No, I feel that. Yeah. I I felt that because makes, makes Maya it more, was makes it deaf, more real
4: a little bit, you know?
3: Oh, definitely. Yeah, and that's that's what I was I was also liking was the way that when Maya would hear things or the lack thereof, um, oh, the I silence. Thought,
4: I, I thought that was a great use. hmm Right. It,
3: it it was almost between that and the fact that like I would have to read the subtitles to see what was being said because I I don't sign. Um, it, it was hard to follow at times. I I found myself going back and watching sections of the show, and so I I felt like. The dropping all the episodes at once gave me the time to kind of take it in at my own leisure, to which slowly I like.
4: do that, yeah.
3: Right. Um, But I, I like that. I love the fight scenes. My God. Oh, man. Maya is a hell of a fighter. I mean, and I loved like the, the scene when she's on the train, when she does all the stuff and Biscuits is uh, following her in, in the <laughs> truck. Oh, yeah. uh, like and and the fact that it's his grandma's truck, and by the end when he like drives by his grandma, and he's like pretending like not to not to see her, oh my god, that was so great. Biscuits was a character I didn't see coming. I absolutely loved him. He's like uh, in Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, was it Lewis, <laughs> the fast talking friend? I, you know, just I the, was the side thinking. Character you I
4: was thinking, um, uh, Louis, By the way, I uh, was thinking if you had, um, uh, Luis, right. And R2, and he was fat and bearded. (laughs) I, I know that's a weird comparison, but go with me on that. If you took those two and they somehow, you know, had a baby together, knowing Luis, he probably would have done it with R2, which would just be weird. But, Uh, And that that child was fat and bearded, you would have Biscuits.
3: Yeah, Cody Lightning. He's a Cree actor.
4: Exactly.
3: (laughs) I love it. He he cracked me up, man. And, And the relationship... Yeah,
4: Biscuits was funny.
3: Between all the cousins, the relationships that Maya had was interesting how she was trying to keep herself from being, you know, seen by Bonnie. And, and I agree with you, Bonnie definitely got the short end when it comes to character development. Yeah. It was like, you know, presented like, yeah, every day Bonnie was waiting for you to call her, or do anything. And she right. reached out to you. And I mean, it was like everything that we know about Bonnie, if it wasn't from what we saw in the the first little clips of them as kids or when Maya's having flashbacks, it's told to us. Yeah. I mean, she only has a couple actual interactions, um, one with Biscuits, uh, and then one or two with Uncle Henry there at the end. Um, but dude, I loved Uncle Henry, and I loved Biscuits. Like, the two of them were, were like, my favorite family characters, man. Oh, oh absolutely. And, and, and Grandpa. Uh, Grandpa was a good one, too.
4: Oh, Grandpa was funny. <laughs> you
3: know, as opposed
4: to, like, you go to, uh, She-Hulk's family, Jennifer Walter's family, and you're like, yeah, I love the dude from Perfect Strangers, but I'm sorry, this family is just not funny.
3: hmm
4: Right? Um, but that's a whole other ball wax, that, that show. Right. Uh, which I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll discuss the, um. Potential or not potential future that at some later point.
3: <laughs> now, when you were, when you were watching the first episode, did you get the feeling that Maya was already on the run, or did you get the feeling like I did, where Maya was more on a mission?
4: I thought it could it could have stopped. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I said, uh, and you know. <laughs> Full credit to your wife for bringing this up. I said, yeah, your wife would have been fine because they wasted 10% 10 of their five episodes basically recapping the non-fluffy parts of Hawkeye, right? Right, right. Like the Ronin stuff and all that. But I thought that if they cut that out entirely, like... Mm -hmm did the spotlight logo opened up where she's at the grave and then go to the five months later thing, you know, take out all the middle stuff, right? Cause mm-hmm. we would have gotten that, uh, in a different package later. Anyway, we would have gotten the same info, same info dump in another way, an episode or two later. Mm-hmm. So had they done that, I would have thought it would have been a much better uh, way to kick off uh, not just the Echo show, but this whole Marvel Spotlight banner because as of right now, and we'll we'll discuss in a little bit whether what sort of future um, you know Marvel Spotlight could have. But right. as of right now, I'm like, yeah, the the show's fine, but I do not think Marvel Spotlight came out of the gate strong.
3: Yeah, I I, I can agree with that statement. I mean, yeah, I I feel like when you have and shows like the Avengers and stuff.
4: That's not a detriment to Alana Cox. She was amazing in
3: this. Right, right. Yeah, it, it just—it's a different kind of story, and I—and I think it is. I—I I think that in the medium that they're doing with Disney Plus, I feel like this is something new, even though it is kind of an old formula that they were retreading with the you know doing one season and putting it out but
4: but this should have been like uh, a history of violence or uh walking tall you know where the rock comes mm-hmm. home to his hometown and finds you know dirty dealings you know shenanigans of all kinds mm-hmm. that should have been what this was
3: that I I would agree with that. And, that, and I got notes for you. It, it wasn't that. It would have helped Maya's character as Echo a little bit more. If Yeah. Yeah. I And I think that's the thing is, like, all the native aspects of the show and all oh, the stuff to get, like, the costume and stuff, like, I was really drawn to all that. I was really interested in, in, in all of that aspect yeah. of it and the family dynamic uh-huh. and how that – Kingpin was able to kind of uh, prey on the, the unfortunateness of their situation.
4: Like I was saying, that representation was brilliant. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to take away from any of that. That was brilliant. That's that. That was the kind of stuff that I would have wanted to see Marvel double down on more. Uh, going o- since the first Black Panther, mm-hmm. because. I'm sorry, Marvel, I got news for you. You've been looking a little too white before that. Mm-hmm. You know, like case in point, you look at DC in contrast to that. Now I know I know the jokes people can make, you know, looking at DC in contrast to Marvel. Shut up, <laughs> they're both going through some shit, alright? <laughs> I mean, technically, both of them are having their Bill Belichick. The ball is deflated kind of years, so shut up. Um, But (laughs) you and I both know that's true, bud. Uh, But like I was saying, you look at uh, Blue Beetle, right? (laughs) Which James Gunn has said is carrying over into the DCU in some way, shape, or form. I think it's going to be in that Booster Gold series. There's something just a little Justice League Unlimited about having those two in the same show, but you know that's a whole other podcast. Um, in the in the in the pod in the podcast verse, as it were, <laughs> uh, that's a whole other show. But you know, if you look at Blue Beetle beautiful representation of a Latinx superhero, right? And that was I'm not gonna say right out of the gate because their universe hasn't really started yet, right? right. But that came out get you know, if you if you take James at his word, that came out as a soft gate opener, right? Right. But that was like right there. And I got to say, I applaud DC for that. Because it is it is right front, right out there. Statements made. He's coming over. And you look at Marvel, right? And how long did it take to get to a proper representation before Black Panther? Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Way too damn long.
2: <laughs> way, way
4: too. You see, you see what I mean,
3: though. I do?
4: Yeah. So I applaud DC, and I kind of go, "Well, Marvel, you could have been doing this way earlier. Why the hell didn't you?" Right. So. And I now- liked. That's the biggest thing I applaud about Echo because it's, it, from an indigenous point of view and a representation point of view, Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing exactly what they should be doing more of. Technically, I think they're a little afraid to do that because, well, let's just say it's not like the Marvel fans embrace everything wholeheartedly.
3: Right. Right. I, I like the different flashbacks, how you got to see the different, uh, you know, ancestors that were the the warriors, uh, the Echo. Uh, we got to get some of the history from, like, the 1800s with the Light Horsemen. I had no clue about that. That was kind of cool. That was, um, that was cool, yes. The, the songs in the background and stuff, the oh. Native American songs, were awesome. Right. Just, especially in the last episode. Like, they were really moving songs. Oh. oh. I like that. Oh,
4: oh, oh. What well, The white guy find... from the
3: Tracksuit Mafia, what was that guy's name? Which one was that? The...
4: I don't think it was with the Tracksuit Mafia, because there was very little bro.
3: That's true. I, I, You know which one I'm talking... The guy that drove the RV in the last yeah, episode? Yeah, that
4: guy, that guy.
3: That guy... Dude, that guy is just like the perfect, like, villain, little... Like, you just... With, his fate... I don't want to spoil it, but I mean when he goes, wait, what? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of funny. Yeah, Oh, I loved um, it. I
3: I really if, liked Henry's character. A if you so. talk about,
4: if you look at the, uh, the the roller skate sequence, yeah. the roller yeah. skate arena, I gotta admit. That fight sequence was, I think, a little bit better than, uh, actually a lot better than the uh, fight sequence up top that gave you your, I knew he wasn't going to be in it very lot, but gave you your 20% of Daredevil.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Right? Right. Uh, looking like a little cleft chin in that suit. Did you notice? <laughs> i mean his his chin looks a little uh, uh cleft
3: <laughs> he's but, a good special tape
4: right right it's like it's like when you know Jalen would have to like taper boobs down in the dress i mean
3: mm-hmm.
4: right um but uh, i I do think that was a better fight in the roller skate uh arena. Did you notice, now maybe you didn't because the fight sequence and Maya bashed the dude's head into the floor, Mm -hmm. but did you notice the sign they busted out of? Uh
3: Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, 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 make America skate again.
4: Yeah, Uh I'm just (laughs) like...
3: Like, my I'm wife just, has always been a huge fan of skate parks and, and has always wanted us to own our own eventually because the one here in town got shut down. But when she saw that, she laughed. She's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, and on one hand, it's so great because, like, America should skate more. <laughs>
4: yeah, 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 she's absolutely right. On the one hand, it's so great, and on the other hand, I'm just like, <laughs> you just have to go with that phrasing, didn't you? <laughs> Right, maybe we can just come up with a different way to you know say that um that kind of um uh beautiful phrase at least for a little bit.
3: Well, I took it as mocking that phrase. I mean, I you know, know, you're, you're I looking know. on a reservation, I know, and I know. like you are like, I Hey, both, this is it for us. You and I both
4: know that's exactly mocking that phrase, and especially this year in 2024. You think I want to say what I actually want to say about it? Right, right. The answer Still that no.
3: What did you think of of Chula, uh, the grandma character?
4: Um, I. I thought she you know with the limited episodes you had, she came off a little bit better than Bonnie as far as the ranking of, of
3: getting uh, time
4: yeah, yeah, yeah i I did kind of feel that uh, much like a certain green frog who talked like a broken fortune cookie uh way back when. Uh, I did feel like the grandma was used as an exposition dump,
1: Mm
4: -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, again, Marvel is smart enough not to have an actual person, you know, talk, you know, like a, you
2: know,
4: like a combination frog and Grover, right? Right. Gee, I wonder what I'm talking about, but <laughs> um i I thought she came off very well. um look, the only character problem I had was Bonnie wasn't given enough time, but you know it landed a little better for me when you get to the end a very sort of uh picnicky setting. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm rolling my eyes less than, say, She-Hulk,
0: mm-hmm.
4: right? Uh, there was no Scar looking like a Fast and Furious, you know, surfer dude from Hawaii. <laughs> I'm like, good Lord, what would, you know, that's one of those, Mark, where I was just like, okay, could we just, you know, kill Hulk's son and then you have a reason for World War Hulk? Right, because that—that's not to go too far into that, because we're talking echo. But that's all that feels like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like that kid's destined to die. Because <laughs> let's be honest, you screwed up a whole a solo Hulk film by jamming in into Thor. That sounds wrong. Jamming <laughs> in into in the Thor three. There, that sounds a little better when you have the number there, doesn't it? Um. <laughs> I know. I okay. Let's go back to Echo. <laughs> let's go back to Echo because if I think about where Hulk is now, oh, it's going yeah. to upset me. Alright.
3: Oh, right. And and fill mm-hmm. me with well, so, a lot of rage. I was asking about Chula because, like, I I felt like Chula, like, I didn't have the reaction my wife did to Chula. Mm-hmm. But my wife did not like Chula at all at first. Uh used. To, really? call, Why? She said she was very itchy uh with a B, a very capital B. Um there and there were things that that she did to Maya, you know, by Maya being cast out with her dad, my wife took it as that you know, grandma threw the daughter out too. And right, later right. They, they have Chula tell her, no, I, it was never you. But I, I mean, I felt like that, the what little time they gave her, it worked because like, you definitely had a strong reaction of like, man, this lady has some very strong feelings about people. um, And, and you know, like, especially in the smaller towns, like, you know, you get people that are very set in their ways, you know? Right, and, yeah.
4: And... I mean, honestly... You know your wife's right, but honestly, uh, words better than say Bonnie.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: As far as oh,
3: Bonnie, Bonnie all the way around was was uh, Rose from <laughs> from the sequel trilogy of Star oh, Wars. Jesus. man. Jesus!
4: Oh like, God. like Bonnie's
3: there, but like the only reason why Bonnie matters at all is that we've been told to care about Bonnie. <laughs>
4: okay, okay, it, you know people. Uh, Mark made the second Star Wars comparison of the night. And I'm (laughs) just going to say do not give this actress the same shit you gave Callie Marie Tran. Yeah,
3: definitely not. Because
4: we will come after you. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it. We are are lightning fast for that social media mute button. Do not test us.
3: I just thought about something, though, that Bonnie and Chula also have Maya's power. So, I mean, like, there's a Bonnie story out there to be told. Because she's a firefighter. Like, I mean, she's got to have some some cool... Come on, now. Mm. Yeah, Bonnie Uh, got shafted, man. That didn't come out right either.
4: (laughs) Uh, No, it did not.
3: Okay, I... Speaking of things that didn't come out right, right? Okay, the, the woodpecker scene with the slingshot. Man, when that happened, I was like I started to question Maya. I'm like I'm a girl, wait, wait, were you like on, did you have on. this violent streak from the start? Hold on.
4: You followed up Bonnie God Shaft talking about a woodpecker? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> wow. And a little child.
3: A little child. So so everybody got to keep it clean. There's a little child in the room.
4: okay all right all right all right all right right. you're the one who started
3: this (laughs) i know i know uh Uh, when her mom like figures out right away that the woodpecker didn't just land on the ground i'm like like you know are you gonna talk to her about that like i I thought it was an interesting scene to show mom's powers and show that maya's seen powers already that Um, was
4: that was not exactly the best cgi on a bird by the way
3: No, no. But that's, I think that's just one of the things It's like the whole power side of the Echo story Mm. were not there. Like, you know, we, it was just something that happened to her. And then later we find out about it, but it was like, it was never spoken of before that moment. And I, I feel like in that aspect, the Echo character isn't as strong as some of the other characters because it's kind of like, just like, Oh, and by the way, like, like they could have, that that's another one of those things where if they'd have spent less time rehashing Hawkeye and more like developing the powers and the, the history and stuff. Cause that, I, I found that all fascinating. The whole, uh, the Choctaw, how they had the original came out of the caves and became the first of their people. Oh, I like,
4: did too. I would have wanted more of that and not sort of, uh, You know, I love these longer episodes like, you know, episode one clearly was. Mm -hmm. But I would have loved more of the, you know, Choctaw people and that. And not so much the, let's recap the less fluffy episodes of Hawkeye.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm just
4: like, uh, no, I'm here for Echo. Now, what I do appreciate is, unlike some Marvel products and their movies too, not just their shows, Mm -hmm. but when they were solely movies, they're not trying to jam 50 different things down everybody's throat. This was solely focused on Echo. because One thing I was concerned about, Mark, and I think you were as well, was this was going to be solely a Trojan horse sort of a case where... It's a show not really about Echo, but more selling Daredevil Born Again. So, I was extremely happy when, you know, Daredevil is like 20% of your first episode. And that was it.
3: Well, and how much is Maya going to factor into that show?
4: And Kingpin was, I mean, hell, heck, Kingpin was more in, um, this than Daredevil. The, the oh yeah. Oh yeah. House with you. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, isn't that because Kingpin's more essential Maya story anyway?
3: Oh, absolutely. Like, he you know he calls her his, his niece, but I I didn't realize that she was his adopted daughter in the comics. So, I feel like the relationships that we see between those two mm-hmm. in this you definitely feel that kind of closeness. Like she is more of a daughter to him by the time it's all over.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. Well, again, uh, you may have noticed we didn't cover the whole like individual episodes, but we pretty much went all over the board. Just talking, you know, echo in general, uh, mainly because, uh, heck, they were doing something different. I thought we would do something different. A spotlight, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mark, before we close out on uh, this um, you know, uh, Silent Devils uh, section of the show, um, let's speculate a bit. What else do you think they would do with this Marvel Spotlight banner? Because I get the feeling that Look, both brands, whether it's Star Wars or whether it's Marvel, clearly pivoting back to theaters. Mm -hmm. That's pretty evident with Marvel being the one proper MCU release, and I say proper because, yeah, you got Sony trying whatever, but come on, uh, is Deadpool 3 or Mm -hmm. whatever they end up calling it because I don't think it's going to be called Deadpool 3. But what else do you think falls under this uh, Marvel Spotlight banner? Because I, I think that what's pretty clear is what, what may end up happening with the Marvel side is that Marvel Spotlight is the, is the only sort of on Disney Plus activity Marvel's going to be doing.
3: Hmm. I, I almost felt like when they used that banner it was when each of Maya's ancestors had their story and I thought it was just like I, I was like are these going to also be put on as, as shorts because I thought that was what it was I thought it was just for when those little short stories came up <laughs> like the one shots you mean yeah, yeah that's the only one I thought they were doing with it I, I didn't realize that all of Echo was under that umbrella so right. now I'm like oh Uh, Because, yeah, even in the articles and stuff that I'm looking at, there's really not much mention of that as a studio or or what exactly that really means. No,
4: they were kind of really quiet about uh, emphasizing Marvel Spotlight. It kind of just came out of nowhere. A lot like the special presentations, which, if you've noticed, have kind of gone by the way of the dodo.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: It would seem, anyway. And I think that's evident of the pivot you can tell that Marvel's doing.
3: Yeah, okay, so it says uh, Marvel Spotlight gives us a platform to bring more grounded, character-driven stories to the screen. And in the case of Echo, focusing on street-level stakes over larger MCU continuity. Oh. You know what that kind of reminds me of is... uh, When The Secret Invasion came out, they had that little series called Frontline that came out. And it was like uh, the reporters and stuff, the people on the streets. And and what, you know, as they were watching the superheroes doing the battle, it was like this was their story. So that makes a lot more sense. But I'm honestly, I kind of feel like Disney dropped the ball in that. Like they should have. Put a little blurb out like, hey, you know, you're watching our new studio spotlight, this is what we're doing. Like, huh.
4: yeah, like I said, it kind of quietly, um, you know, uh, came out of nowhere, really. Um, right. but do you think, like, you know, Ghost Rider or any of uh, Blade's weird, um, uh, you know, uh, sort of offshoot characters? I'm not saying a Blade movie because I still want their big stuff being movies. Right. But, Blade, but I think Blades I also think... got enough weirdness in there to to justify some of them popping up as a spotlight occasionally.
3: Yeah, and I think that's smart, though, because it establishes this as a tool. You know, like, like how I was saying, like, it was a good use of the medium. It wasn't necessarily like some of the other shows that we've seen. But now that you're using the Marvel spotlight to say, you know, this, like, I would say that, uh, that what's the name of the werewolf one? Uh,
4: uh Werewolf by Night.
3: Is it Werewolf by Night? That basically would have been a spotlight. Um, because like yeah. it felt so had that like existed
4: that. and not the right. special presentation line.
3: Right. And I and I think that that got banged hard by the fandom because of the fact that they're like, "Man, is this what you're doing? But if you were to present it like this, oh, okay, that makes sense. This isn't supposed to be the bombastic kind of stuff." I but it makes me wonder though like would you consider Hawkeye like a Marvel spotlight show?
4: No. I got I you know I'm gonna follow your um your werewolf by night comment what about and look I want team up movies you know being team up movies I don't want the Disney plus version of team up movies but what about um you know individual character focused stuff on some of the midnight Suns
3: mm-hmm that'd be kind of yeah. Would that
4: would that be something under this banner considering the uh, the adult fare that I mean granted I called it I, I don't called think it so. Netflix light meets CW but giving the adult fare Spotlight is trying to spotlight, no pun intended.
3: Right.
4: Uh, you think uh individual stuff on the Midnight Suns would do it? I mean, case in point uh, Lilith, uh, mother of
3: demons. Okay, yeah, I could see because yeah, I was kind of wondering where you are going. I was like, uh, if you're talking like the main characters, I, I would say no. But
2: right, yeah, I'm, I'm like talking Lilith, about, yeah. I'm
4: talking about kind of the the side stuff, not the not the main you know, right. core stuff in Midnight Suns, which I believe is you know blade. Uh, Scarlet, uh, who else is in there? Ghost Rider?
3: Yeah, I think Ghost Rider's in there, and, uh, the heck is that one guy's name that does this? Uh, yeah, there's a few different ones. But no, I, I, I think, I think that that's a good idea to have this Marvel Studio Spotlight. You, uh, know,
4: you know, I got it. You know what would be a softer launch for him? Hmm. And I say softer because he would upset certain parts of the world. You and I both know this. A softer launch form would be uh, this Marvel Spotlight banner, and that's Mephisto.
3: Oh, yeah. A
4: name yeah. we've been saying since WandaVision.
3: Right. Yeah. And well, we all know how that up. turned out. That's true. No, I, I like I like the idea of the, the Marvel Studio Spotlight. Um and, and and this show oh, is like it too. That, I, think, I
4: just th- I just thought they came out of the gate a little sort of. Well, yeah. you didn't make the playoffs, but you kind of didn't fumble either.
3: Well, I was thinking at the end when Maya's wearing her her, uh, her hero costume and stuff, and she's going to you know to war with Fisk's people. You know, I was like, you know, would would she be in an Avenger lineup? Like, I mean, where is she going to go from here? I, and I, I don't I,
4: exactly see Hulk learning uh, ASL. Right. Or ALS. Right. I do not see Hulk learning ALS. And Thor would just be confused by it.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, you know, okay. But then now I'm thinking about it as, you know, the Marvel Studios spotlight. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we come across that at the very end of the episode is like, huh? wow, that's... It's kind of eye-opening, really. I mean, right. crap. <laughs> now,
4: I, I, I... You know what? I did like the... We're so used to seeing uh, Kingpin have a uh, a breakdown, but we're never used to seeing the big baby throw a tantrum the way he does hair.
3: Oh, right. Now... Can I just say I was not impressed with the wound? Like, I, that made no sense.
4: I wasn't either. Uh, it's gone now, but I wasn't either. Um, I I gotta ask before we uh, move on. I gotta ask though, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Did it seem like, you know, um, and am people were a little miffed with Hawkeye about the use of uh, Kingpin. Does it seem like they they landed uh, this with a similar sort of? Um, not liking the end result with Kingpin.
2: You know,
3: the problem I had with it is, is, and he said it himself.
2: What did you do? What did you do to me? Right, like, yeah.
3: What the, like, she used her power on him, and, and like you said, baby, a big baby. You know, he, he, the moment where he uh, broke through and, and beat his dad to death with the hammer.
4: Right, he's but, still in the room. And...
3: But yeah, like, I like. I wanted to know more, and that again gets back to like you know like maybe if someone would have talked about the the family history, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: I mean, because yeah. uh, I mean, in a sense, you know, her family's like you know the the bloodline of Jesus in a in a way for some people, Basically, people here. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I mean, like that's a pretty important thing, and yet, like, oh, by the way.
4: Like, really? the, like the bloodline of Jesus, I'm like, man, Marvel fans are really gonna embrace that take,
0: <laughs> right?
4: <laughs> right? Not not a problem with that at all. Mark's yeah. first show back, I'll go over verse well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I'm don't worry, sorry.
4: don't worry. I'll go back. I'll go to bat for you any day, bud. Come on. You're my you're my boy. You're my brother.
1: <laughs> you're my boy, Blue.
4: <laughs> I got mm. you. I got you.
3: So I, I'm I'm curious to see because like I keep going back and forth with Maya. Like I feel like sometimes like she's a good character, and then I feel like you know like she's a an hero She's like the bad guy that you you know you're like is she bad? Like I don't know. Maybe yeah. she ain't. No, I can I can
4: um, definitely see that.
3: That, that's why the woodpecker scene threw me, because I was like, ooh, she does have a mean streak. Like, that yeah, woodpecker yeah. didn't do nothing to you. For me girl. as well. Um, But, but yeah, so I'm kind of curious to see where she goes in the Daredevil series, because, I mean, she's in it. I don't know how big of a role she'll play. And where we're at right now, I almost think that she needs to have a smaller role. Like,
4: Well, I don't think she'll be in Born Again, because then they just say they're bringing back Foggy and Karen for that. I,
3: I from what I I don't know. I thought I heard something where they said they're bringing Foggy back but they're only bringing him back to kill the character.
4: No, that was actually in the um uh, in the original intention where they were going to have those oh, two okay. die off screen, which I thought was just kind of stupid.
3: I uh, yeah, I was like that's brutal, man. Like Yeah. <laughs>
4: Uh, but those two were officially back and okay I gotta I gotta point this out right before we wrap up. Mm. I gotta point this out I okay I know exactly what's going on here Mark and it's not recanonizing all of Netflix
0: mm.
4: It's essentially if you look at what Star Wars is doing, Marvel was doing the exact same thing. Yeah. The the cherry picking has begun from from Netflix's Dead carcass,
0: Mm-hmm.
2: right?
4: Because mm-hmm. look at Daredevil, look at Karen, look at Foggy, look at Kingpin. It's going to be vastly different. We you know, we're not we're starting a season one with Born Again, okay? White Tiger is in it. Uh, last I heard, White Tiger was going to be played by General Ortega, who. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, is a is a hot ticket now, so I can I can see why. Which is fine with me. I love Jim Ortega. Uh, she made the perfect Wednesday Adams. I love it. Okay, <laughs> but the cherry picking has begun from the Netflix carcass. Uh, I think, you know, of the four shows. I think only two are going to be relevant to uh, what Marvel wants to do. And I think the other two will mean no Heroes for Hire show. Mm -hmm. Because I think the other two are going to be completely revamped. Uh, Luke Cage mainly because yes I love Aaron Coulter I'd love to see him again I w- I do think he's going to show up in the MCU mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a totally revamped show because he, look it may be it may have been a million years ago or 84 years ago or whatever but you cast your villain in Luke Cage to be your new Blade You can't bring him over in the show as well. You can't do it. Feige is not going to do it. I 100% guarantee you that's not going to happen.
3: Yeah. Man, and that's sad too because I've always wanted to have a new Avengers movie with Cage, uh, Jessica, Parker, Logan.
4: (laughs) No, I'm I'm, I'm not saying you won't,
3: but I'm
4: telling you what will be revamped and what will right will still be cherry-picked at. I right. think Daredevil, as we're seeing, is going to be cherry-picked at, as yeah. will Jessica Jones. Obviously, with less sort of Luke Cage and Jessica, uh, make nice, nice time. Because, you know, Disney. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I I think that's going to be turned down a little bit. Uh, you know, Which will make, um yeah, people very happy and less angry. And I think the one that's going to be completely ignored, 100% ignored, redone, you know, Vin mm. Jones, he's out of there, this
1: is going right. to be
4: Iron Fist. I yeah. think that one's going to be completely redone. Um, I mean, if this were 20 years ago, you know who would have been the perfect Iron Fist? Mm. Actually, I, I would say 25 years ago. But you know who would have been perfect? Who? Ray Park.
3: Oh, yeah. That would have worked. That would have uh-huh. worked. You know, it's, uh, looking up more of the Marvel spotlight, uh, Wonder Man is coming. Yeah. Huh. I, uh, look. I, you know, that's... that's uh, it, I think that's a good placement. It makes me, though...
4: It, it's a good placement, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. You know? Um... Look, I'm I mean, like, I mean, are
3: these basically like, like the C list heroes?
4: <laughs> I, I well, Wonder Man and his uh, freaking Christmas fatigues, yes. <laughs> uh, I I would grade that lower than a C, my friend. Yeah, you know, that's more, I, I only that's know of like, like one a, or
3: two that, stories. That's more where he was like okay.
4: a D or D minus. <laughs> Especially when you have Wonder Man And his Christmas fatigue You're like yikes (laughs) There are some things That don't work anymore Foggy Alright so gang This will wrap up Our segment with uh, Silent Devils Covering Echo All five episodes streaming Exclusively on Disney Plus We're not saying the best We're not saying the worst But you know what? Go check them out anyway. Now, Mm -hmm. gang, a little announcement before we leave. And again, Mark, welcome back, my friend. We're so happy to have you again. i missed you terribly. It's been one heck of an interesting uh, time, I'm sure. Um, And you know what? Before I say what future shows are going to be, I'd like to credit uh, all the wives and girlfriends out there or what have you. You all, you all, the true Earth's Mightiest Heroes, allow us to come on here for you know, a good hour and a half and and just do what we do. So round of applause to all the wives and girlfriends out there. All right. You all deserve it, all right? Because you allow us to do this. So, I just wanted to, uh, you know, uh, get that done up front and say it. (laughs) Now, our next few shows, right, as a bit of a housekeeping note, are going to be a trip back through time. No, like I said, the top of the show, not back to the future. Although that... I can understand the confusion. But we are going to head back in time and cover some older Marvel. Some Feige was just a young, dumb kid sitting on the set days of Marvel. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like when Stan Lee came in and upset the status quo. You know, that's how young this guy was back then. (laughs) I am talking about Kevin Feige. Uh, So the next few shows, I figure we're going to cover the uh, older X-Men movies. X-Men, X2, X-Men United. I still don't understand that title. Why did you have X-Men in there twice? X2 was fine. Audiences aren't stupid. We knew. We knew exactly what it was. You had to tell us X-Men twice. (laughs) We'll be discussing those two. And X-Men The Last Stand, as begrudgingly as that is, uh, And we'll be discussing uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. We'll be discuss, yeah, I know, I know, I hear the applause. And, yeah. Uh, we'll be discussing X-Men First Class. And we'll be discussing uh, The Wolverine. By one James Mangold. Boy, that name sounds familiar. If if only I hadn't heard that, in a in a galaxy far far away. <laughs> oh wait, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> so those will be our next few shows, and uh, one of those uh, we will also have the return of our you know, post-podcast minicast covering at least the first five episodes of What If Season 2. And I swear we will do a far better job than uh, last time covering Season 1. Things got a little weird. (laughs) Things got a little weird. We have lives. You know, some of us on this call... You <laughs> have more than just yourself running around.
3: Yeah, I'm going to the snow this weekend and next weekend. Oh, nice,
4: God. nice, very nice. Well I, well, I guess we'll start all of that next month anyway.
3: <laughs>
0: all
4: right, well, uh, and until then, gang, you know, I've been waiting a long time to do this. Our traditional sign-off, he who leaves the Baxter Building last... Turns out the lights. Not it.
1: Thank you for listening to Marvel Cast.
0: Legend tells us one thing.
1: Earth's Mightiest podcast.
2: History, another. But every now and then we find something that belongs to both.
1: The, our relics predate the universe itself. An ancient force of infinite destruction. You have no idea what you are dealing with. This is beyond g All Marvel and Marvel Studios proper is a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. All rights reserved.
3: Don't slip when you shut the door.